Hello, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Mommy Group. Today on the show, we are talking about the rules for how to dress when you're a mom. I mean, and is there someone you need to get permission from? Like, does your husband exactly. have a say in what you wear? Do you yeah. think there is ever an age where it's too old to be wearing like a short skirt? Yeah, I hate this question. We're going to talk about that. <laughs> uh, we're going to talk about Beyonce and Ariana Grande and the incredible pay discrepancy between what they both made for Coachella. It's gnarly, and also a little bit about Beyonce, some of the admissions she made in her documentary about Being really balancing. Vulnerable. It's wild mom. because she's Queen Bee, and she's like becoming more and more relatable. Yeah, I love it. Yeah, it makes us feel good about ourselves. Um, we're talking about Anne Hathaway. She came out talking about that she's not drinking anymore, and that's because uh, until her son is out of the house. I mean, I think that's an extreme, but I do, it just brings up so many topics about, you know, balancing a social life and being a parent, a present parent. And alcoholism and her relationship with alcohol and where it's gotten her. And our relationship with alcohol and where it's gotten her. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> We're also going to talk about uh, Jenny Mullen, who t- t- very openly talked about how she dropped her son on his head and fractured his skull. This just makes me cringe, but close calls. Close calls. We're going to share some of our own close calls because we've all had them and hopefully ours will help you feel a little less guilty about your own. That's hard being a mom. It is. It is. And then we got some good favorite finds, products that we're crushing on. You know how we do. Let's do it. Alright guys, so this first little topic we're going to dive into is about what is okay and not okay to wear at a certain age. Do you guys feel there is... I hate this question. I know, but (laughs) I I bring it up because a lovely visitor to my Instagram page a few months ago, Mm -hmm. I posted, and honestly, I wish I could show you guys this picture um, to to everyone listening, but I was just wearing... I mean, if you follow me on Instagram, you know my style. You know, Mm. I think I am still trendy and like... But I think sophisticated when I need to be. But if I want going out on a Friday night, I'm allowed to wear what I want. Anyways, I was wearing a leather mini skirt and a polka dot like one shoulder top. Cute. I think you know I wasn't. I my rule is if I'm showing legs, don't show any chest and vice uh-huh. versa. Right. And um, someone, of course, my favorite anonymous account, <laughs> mm. um, had commented saying, "Wow, I'm surprised your husband lets you leave the house looking like this at almost 40." So obviously, oh. first of all, no one here is almost forty. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm getting there, but like, first of all, yeah, three years off, and two, I'm sorry, I didn't know I needed permission from yeah. my husband to dress like this. There's so, so much in that phrase that says something about who they are. The fact that they believe that you need permission from him, and that he has any kind of control over the way that you dress. The idea that you should have to change it given your age. Like that says so much about whoever it is that wrote that comment. I feel bad for them. They I just have to get like permission from their husband every time. It just, the house. well actually I, I thought also it could have been a man that was saying this who, was like, who I would never be, let my wife Right, do that exactly. Yet. So you don't know who is, right? Like I've learned that too. You just never know right. who's actually commenting on the stuff. But it did make me think, or like an oppressed woman who was probably like, my husband wouldn't let me do this. Right. But it did make me think about a larger picture in that, okay, I think all of us have very good taste. Taste is yeah. subjective. But is there a point, like I think there's also different circumstances where you can dress certain ways. Yeah, like what is age appropriate? That. Is it the occasion? Is right. it based on your figure and what looks good for your body type? And also, is the way we dress going to influence, obviously, our children and our daughters, right? We, all, we each have, have a daughter, but I think about it now, I'm like, huh, is the way I dress, even if I'm going out on a Friday night and I'm going to go have drinks or something. And you're just fun, with adults. And right. Your, yeah, And my girls. daughter sees me, or my son sees me, like, 
Does that in any way make them think certain things too? It just made me start thinking about it a little bit. My sister gave me such a hard time once because I was still wearing like these booty shorts from high school because they still fit. <laughs> I love it. And so she, my sister's younger than me, but she's been a mom for 10 years longer than me. And she just thinks it's so ridiculous. Like if I show up wearing an outfit that she thinks is something a high schooler should wear and I'm with her kids. So it's like Aunt B is wearing these booty shorts. I don't know. I just wear what I'm comfortable in. I mean, you couldn't see sweet meat or like any butt cheek. Actually. Like I sweet shot. It's like the squishy little part of your butt that's like so soft. Brandy's one like sweet meat. It's meat. that sweet meat, baby. You well, said that like that was such a known thing that we were going to be on the same page as you. I think it is a known. It's the tiny little part of your butt that's Where so soft. Do you soft have a dictionary or brandy dictionary that we can like have with us at all times? But I mean, I still shop at Forever Twenty One, and yeah. I, I joke and I'm like, they need to make a Forever Fifty because. Mm-hmm. Uh, you yeah. know, it's this. I just can't, I cannot handle the idea that there is anything that dictates what you should wear other than yourself. To me, that is preposterous. I hate it. I am naturally someone who like hates and rejects authority. And if you tell me what to do, I do the opposite. But to me, the only place that I understand it is work. Because that's not about you. You are serving the company that you work We're for. We're a place are... of worship, yes. I feel like. Okay, I get that. I'll, I get just, that. I'll just add to yours. Sure. That's my only thing. I, I can understand that. But to me, if you're going out, if you're with friends, school if you're with too, your husband. What about school? Like, like, I don't care. But here's I just the don't opposite care. thing. So my friend got slammed by mommy's um, in the drop-off line because I guess she always wears her yoga pants. And, you know, she actually works, but she works later. And so she was going before she had gotten ready for the day. And what made her upset is that, you know, moms are talking and stuff. Well, moms are, you know, like making rude comments and so forth. But then her daughter said that some of the other friends have stuff to her. But about what? Because her yoga pants? Because her mom was never dressed, like always wearing like her pajama pants and a t-shirt and like her hair and a top. Yeah. So then it's like, okay, so if you're not dressing age appropriate, you're not dressed the right way for school drop off when you're pretty much in your car, except if you get out to like... Give them the lunchbox. I've heard women at my school, uh-huh. at my kid children's school, talking of another mom who was wearing, you know, her Lululemons mm-hmm. or whatever she was wearing and them commenting saying, now that's someone that shouldn't be wearing those because they were implying she was too, she was, her body was Like, just fit. shut the oh, Exactly. Who, whoever me. you are, if you're looking at someone else and you're saying that's not appropriate, that's not appropriate for you. Yeah. That's your hang up. That's your issues. Anyone can dress however the heck they want if they feel good. I have no problem with people dressing really sexy, really whatever. If you are dressing super sexy and you are not in great shape, okay, people are going to talk. You have to know that. You have to own that. But you shouldn't be dressing for them anyway. So if you're dressing like that, it shouldn't bother you that people are talking smack about you. To me, it's just the most ridiculous thing that you put your own expectations of what's appropriate on someone else as though they share a brain with you. They don't think like you. They don't have to dress like you. They don't have to look like you crazy, no I, I can't that, imagine well, I, Mr. I a telling me like what I can wear I when I go out and turn to my husband and I was like do you have a problem with the way I dress he's like no hell no and he's like, I, yeah and he's like are you kidding I think you're the hottest person I know obviously and you look like this after obviously, to, obviously. <laughs> I'm gonna have another <laughs> but you know yeah I, and so it I, 
but it was sad that immediately I had felt the need to turn. So is that one ask? comment? Oh, I mean, you have so many awesome comments and followers, and <laughs> really? then this one you know, loser. I know it's like these one. And but I think that your experience with those comments is a really good representation of what's going on, probably behind closed doors, and like you're saying, behind people's backs. The an- the anonymity that social media gives us allows us to talk behind someone's and back to their face, and so it's a really judgmental. good representation of exactly the kind of conversations that are going on. Yeah. I just think like. When I get dressed and I dress really sexy for date night, my husband is stoked. He loves it. He thinks it's great. He's really into it. I think to me, I carry it with confidence and I think that's good for Blake. Blake can own her sexuality in any way that she wants. My mom dressed sexy. Mm -hmm. I didn't think my mom was inappropriate. I thought she looked beautiful. And I'm sure that influenced the way that I dressed. I do have the ability to button it up when I'm at work or Mm -hmm. when I'm with my husband's family Mm -hmm. or things like that where you do have to be aware of other people's... Like I respect my, my husband's mom enough to know that this might make her uncomfortable. Right. So or I just might be a distraction. Yeah. Or yeah. makes the other people uncomfortable. Well, I yeah. also think but it's like, interesting. Like I grew up date night? Indian, which is very conservative, but at yeah. the same time, <clears throat> our outfits are not. Like if you guys watch Bollywood, yeah. we wear the tiniest Crop tops little, and yeah. Yeah. You know, midriffs with skirts. So growing up, I was always very confused because my mom would be like, so at school, there's no way in hell you're wearing a crop top. Yeah. But oh, we're going For out the to Indian a party. wedding. We have wearing a bra. I got you, and I'm like, I'm so confused. About that. <laughs> what? That is so like, funny. It's backless because I allow. I'm allowing. It I'm to be obsessed. Backless. That's we fantastic. have a little little visitor. Uh oh. What's that? She found nail. Oh, you found no, nail you can't do that on your own. Okay. Only with mommy. Guys, this is what I love about mommy group is no. we all take turns. We can wait because we do have an editor now. Yeah. Okay, so uh, today like the kids are off school, but we had a. A date to record. You're not in trouble. You're not in trouble. Because you're not and in trouble. So, and guess what, Blakey? Can I tell you? Your mommy doesn't know this, but this is piggy paint. And piggy paint is actually for kids, which is why it's out on in the kids' room. So you're allowed to use it, honey. You don't have to cry. You we don't know have to you cry. know. We know you know how to do your nails. You're your mother's daughter. I'm sure yeah. you've touched more paintbrushes than all I mean, of us combined. So we're at we're at Ami's house, but my kids are with me, and they're upstairs. And Blake just came downstairs with a little. Thing of nail polish and my heart sank because I'm like, oh my god, what if she? No, it's fine. What if it's everywhere? It's the playroom. We're good. Look at me, baby. It's probably Look not. Look at my face. She's our mom's I'm not mad. You don't have to cry. Pain. But listen, you have to ask permission to play with things. This is not our house. So we put on a movie for you, and I told you you could get cozy and watch a movie, but you're not allowed to go through everything and open up everything. Okay. Can, how about this? Can Auntie Ummy promise to paint your nails? I can even do a rainbow color if you want, Aww. like I do for Mila. How about that? After we're done working, I will come up and paint your nails. Does that sound good? So yes, oh. please. Yes, please. All right. High five. Oh my God. Oh, Give me I a kiss. Want to squeeze her. Go upstairs. <laughs> it's okay. You're not in trouble. Go upstairs, okay? Thank you. And there you guys have witnessed a little. Oh my God. How to. Now I miss. Now I miss Mel. Isn't it so funny when your kid, when you can tell the the slight intricacies in their face when they're about to cry right. and they know that they're like the way that they yeah. t- they come clean about something or they tell you something oh that lower God. it's like the lower part of their it mouth quivering. gets tight. Oh my God. Yeah. And I'm like, it's all right. It's all right. But like, you can tell they're like, that throws me back to my childhood though. And I like would break the glass and I'd be like, oh my God, my mom's going to kill me. Yeah. And to think now it's like when one of them is like, I didn't mean to break it. And I'm like, it's okay. It's a glass. It's I a remember glass. my dad, oh I, my I cleaned, I, I wanted to surprise my dad and I cleaned his car and I, I did wax and I got wax all over the driveway and it like ruined the driveway. And my dad told me the story about how when he was younger, he wanted to clean the tub for his mom and he used this thing that she used to use on the stove and he thought that's what aluminum and it it, it like uh it stained everything like black 
And he was like, I, she got so mad at me. And I always remembered as a young boy thinking she knew I was trying to do something nice. Like, why didn't she, why wasn't she nicer to me? And so when I did that, he told me that story and he's like, you were trying to do something nice. So I'm not going to be mad, but you just need to ask next time. And it was like, and my dad's like a tough Israeli. Like he had a big temper when we were kids. He softened so much now, but it was one of those things where you're like the intention, it wasn't a bad intention. You just made a mistake. Like it's okay. You know, it's a good lesson though. It is a good lesson because I do feel the same thing. My kids try and help with washing the dishes and I get so frustrated because I'm like, I'm just going to wash it again. But I remember when I was younger, my mom would allow me to do the dishes and I would even, one time I caught her, I went to sleep and I woke up and I, oh, I heard her doing the dishes and I remember, it? and I remember <gasps> I, I got so upset and she's like, honey, I love that you're doing the dishes. Mom just needed to make sure that they were extra clean. But I appreciated that she did that for yeah. me because oh. she actually let me clean it. Really and then she cute. just went and did the work again. She's like, I just had to do it again, but it's, <laughs> it's great. I mean, yeah. I think that's a good lesson. Anyways, that's okay. That was a sweet little. Well, Blakey will move us on to. I feel like Blakey and Beyonce have so much. Oh my god! Obviously, (laughs) let's just use Blakey to push right on into Beyonce in the making. Beyonce. There's a couple things actually that we want to talk about here with Beyonce. One of them (laughs) is that this, you know, story has come out recently about how Ariana Grande, who headlined Coachella this year, was paid double that of Beyonce. So insane. So insane. Double. Not. 10% 10% more, not a couple hundred thousand more, but double in the millions. And so more. insane because it's Beyonce that you're following. Like we're talking like about God. Queen B. Right. Yeah. I, yeah. And so that's what I think makes it such a relevant topic is yeah. that it is not just another performer, which not to put any other performer down, but it's like the mecca of yeah. performers. So how are you going to go, even if you were the first big headliner that Coachella, like the biggest headliner yeah. that Coachella has ever had in our generation? How do you go from four million to eight million in one year? Yeah. What do you think the purpose was for that? I don't. I, I mean, I don't it's know. Ariana. What's the, so what's the conversation? The like, what are people saying about it? What are the, what mean, do they think it is? Well, I'll tell you personally what I think, and yeah. I might get some heat for this, but I personally think that it's a couple of things. One, Ariana reaches a larger audience. She's younger, so that, that the, just a, makes a her. larger, more Coachella relevant audience, exactly. not audience in general. Right. And what I mean by that is that. You know, and Beyonce talks about it. She talked about it in, her, in Homecoming, her documentary around Coachella, which was that she was the first African-American female to headline Coachella. Mm-hmm. Yes. And I, I do think that, to me, growing up non-white, yeah, Coachella was a very white-centric yes. festival. Yes. And so, until recently, I, and, and I'll tell you, I've never been to Coachella. I have a lot of friends that go to Coachella, but... Every time, it reminds me of the typical Revolve girl who, I'm sorry to say, is like, oh, here's like, hey, I'm Becky. Not, <laughs> not to put the <laughs> Becky reference in Becky with a good hair? Hey, I'm Becky with a good hair. And I'm wearing like, uh, you know, the cutest little romper ever. Yes. Um, And I feel like maybe that had something to do with it because you don't see a predominantly African-American audience that I know of. And yeah. this is maybe just my say in that. But in my opinion, when I see all these Coachella pictures, it's becoming more diverse as we go yeah. on. But in the past, I've only seen a very white-centric So, so the only thing, following. though, I feel like that perspective is making it that so they they paid accurately. They, this is not this is not the but audience the that's time, there, so she's not in as high demand. Right, but Beyonce as, transcends right? that. I but, think Beyonce set the bar. I think I, she yeah. set the bar, and then Ariana either has amazing attorneys, or maybe her set doesn't she cost does as much bronze. She does as have Beyonce, Justin so people. she's able to pocket the rest. I mean... Beyonce's performance was insane. It's a documentary now. She has think, an entire band. Yeah. I think it's that Ari is the new Beyonce. Like, she she is the next. Be- in, I don't want to, like, ever say that Beyonce is going to be replaced, but Ari is 
20, you know, 15 years younger. Yeah. So you look at it, she she has about 30 million more followers on Instagram, whether that's relevant or not. Um, I don't know what the comparison. I'll take them whether that's yeah. relevant or not. I don't know, right? Like I don't yeah, know. Like is, when you're talking about 127 million versus 154 million, yeah. is it really relevant when you're in the yeah. hundreds of millions of followers? I don't know. I'm sure in a small way, maybe. But I want. I don't know what the comparison is on like number one albums. I don't know what any of that is. I think that the argument here that's tough is normally what we do in these situations is we say, okay, well, you're talking like for like, so she got screwed because. You know, like, like actually the opposite. Normally people will say, this person isn't as big of a star and that's why they're not making as much. You can't just say for the same work in entertainment, you get the same right. pay. It's your star power. But in this situation, it's hard to argue that because Although, Beyonce is the, one of the biggest stars in the world. It's true. Although Ari is freaking ridiculously talented. So I will yeah. say that like, right. if you're doing, if it would, if it were Beyonce and then JLo that came up to perform this year, yes. no question, right. like why did you get paid that much more money? Cause I'm sorry, your talent just yes. isn't there. But Ariana Grande has the vocals of totally, a, you know, similar, like similar you can actually Beyonce, right? Beyonce. So actually yes. that is a so it's, fair it's an, It should argument. be more even. That's why I agree, I think with, with what you're saying, Brandy, cause I feel like Beyonce probably broke the mold by I'm sure 80% more than anyone else had ever made. Yeah. And now that they push that threshold, now they're like, oh, it works. We can do these big, so huge fight. superstars. It That's doesn't true. need to be up and coming musicians. She opened like, the it, doors in and more so ways then, than one. Yes. And so then I'm sure Ariana Grande's team doubled down on it. And what will be interesting is next year, yeah. who will headline? Oh, that's if, really good. And who, are they they gonna, yeah. who are they going to pick? Because if it's more than Ariana yeah. Grande, then you can say, okay, it's just leveling up every right. year, leveling every year. up every year. This actually also brings up a, a different topic to me because um, Beyonce obviously released Homecoming, the documentary all around how she prepared for Coachella. And to me, I was thinking it, there was so much around it that she touched on behind the scenes, like being a mother and, Mm -hmm. and, you know, she was actually supposed to perform 2017 and then she got pregnant with her twin surprisingly. And so she kind of delves into this whole idea of, I pushed myself harder than I ever have and I don't think I ever will. And I think that for me as a mother... Mm -hmm was wow, like eye-opening. It almost made me feel a little bit more justified or validated in that like, okay, I don't have to push myself to work like to the nth degree and then also come home and yes. feel that Well, because there's that saying, it's on. like we all have the same amount of hours as Beyonce. Yeah. And that's yes. true. always just true. the standard of, oh my God, if Beyonce can do it, we can do it. Yeah. And I love that she's finally saying, actually, never doing that again. Yeah. Because I want work-life balance. But I also thought about it in that like, if Ariana Grande's audience was watching that, would they mm-hmm. get it? Because a lot of her audience is like Probably Gen Z. not. I was so clueless right? before I became a Yeah. Mom. So it was just interesting to me because I thought maybe Beyonce saying it puts it in perspective for even people who don't have children yet. Like, wow, if Beyonce's saying that she gained 218 pounds with twins and that her muscles... She was 218 She pounds. was 218. I'm sorry. She, she didn't get <laughs> gain. Let me take the retract. She, she was, when she yes. delivered, she was at 218 pounds. With the twins? With the twins. And then she literally went... She carb free, dairy free, no fish, no meat, no sugar, rehearsing excessive amounts of hours a day. So you're like, yeah. what? I don't even know how she was functioning. Yeah, she and she even she that. she had like muscle spasms because like she, things weren't firing pro, a pro, like 
appropriately yet. Like it was too soon to be putting her body through what she was putting it through that she was literally having these muscle spasms because it was like things weren't fine. My my favorite part was uh, she said, she quoted, or this was a quote from her doc, which she said, my mind wanted to be with my children. What people don't see is the sacrifice. I would dance and go off to the trailer and breastfeed the babies and the days I could, I would bring the children. So it was exactly that where she's putting it into light where you see a two and a half hour glamorous show. Yep. Um, and yes, you see some a spectacle that is Beyonce, and then you don't realize what she goes back and does, right? It's and the same it's, thing that we. Gosh, can... it just reminds me of how draining it is when you're a new mom. Yeah. yeah, you know, you are just tethered to your baby, you're tethered to the pump, you're trying to make ends meet at home and have all those responsibilities, and everyone expects you to be back, and it's, the tension's always about the baby, and then it's like, well, what about this mama? Who just birthed uh, two babies. Yeah. yeah. My other part that I love, she said, I'm not even trying to be who I was. It's so beautiful that children do that to you. And that oh, is something. I love that. I love that because in our last conversations we've had, you yeah. know, talking about bouncing back as a mom mm-hmm. or. And when Chrissy um, Teigen said, guess yeah. what? I'm never going right. to be that person and it I'm just actually happier now. It validates that and yeah. it makes you feel really whole too because it's true. It's like motherhood does that to you in this amazing way where. I don't really care, you know, if I can't fit into that again. Mm -hmm. As long as I'm happy and, you know, we're happy, that's all that matters. I just, I I think that that's, it's one of the things that's hard about that dynamic is, is letting go. And I don't think I've done this, um, well at all. But I think the idea that you let go, you can let go of who you were, because I think before you have kids, just like you're saying, before you have kids, there's no way to know. Mm-hmm. And so you think, God, I'm not going to be that mom. I'm not going to be that mom that just gives up or that doesn't care or just decides to be like in mommy land and not like, I'm not going to be her. And then you have the kids and then maybe your perspective changes, but the old you is like knocking on the door being like you said, you were never going to be this person. Mm-hmm. And so you resist it and decide to not embrace it because you said you would never be that person. And so you're kind of, for me, I feel like, I said I would never be that person. I don't want to ever be that person. I do care. Yeah. Like, I do care. If I feel like my body has changed, luckily, I genetically am much like my mom and my body didn't change much. Biatch. But in the times when I felt that way, <laughs> I do care. No, and, and that's I will, fine. Like, but as I'm saying, like, everyone is different. Yeah. I definitely think that I have held on to who I was before having kids in a, I think in so a like a lifeline I, to me. I think, I think so too. also has a uh, has something to say about just who you are in general. Right. Yeah. It's like my you're personality. You're such a driven, ambitious person. Right. Like that is totally normal. But I remember being on set and telling all my coworkers, like, I can't imagine not working. Like just yeah. deciding to be a mommy land. And what's funny is like there are so many days where I'm like, oh my gosh, I, wish I, I could would just... love, you know. Yeah. But that's why I'm so grateful for this balance that I have where I kind of work full-time from home, yeah. and then I'm away part-time. But yeah. I do think also what it does is, because when a lot of new moms will ask me on Instagram or other platforms, like, well, how did you do it? What do you do? And I say, you know what? It's going back and making sure that you hold on to or um, remain the person you were prior to kids. Those things are now things that require a different kind of work, right? Whereas yeah. before, like for me, maintaining my skin and not having tired eyes or doing that, I actively was like, I'm going to take that extra 15 minutes either before the kids wake up or after they go to bed. Even though all I want to do is curl up and be sleeping, I'm going to take that extra time because to me it's important. And so whereas before, I could have maybe just been chilling on the couch, watching something and doing... I think it's also important to tap into things that made you happy before babies. Because it is so easy to just be in baby heaven and baby land. It's almost like when you first start dating. Yeah. You know, and you're just like obsessed with this person and like nothing else matters. But that's not healthy. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Um, But you have to prioritize. And I love that you said the whole 15 minute thing because I've talked about this before. I have to schedule time for me. I have to schedule time for my husband and I 
Um, Don't my, we my know friend, that, Brandy? <laughs> I got, we have our quiet time. <laughs> Love it. Morning cuddle is. <laughs> but it's Valentine's so tea, important. Like getting the milk from the rister. <laughs> and then what, touching I, the, I, the I, sweet cheeks. What's it? What's sweet knees. Sweet knees. I'm going to, I mean. And then he rubs my sweet knees. I literally cannot get over your one light. What was your name that we came up with? Phyllis. Phyllis. Freaking Phyllis. Fucking Phyllis. But we're not cursing on this podcast. Oh my God. You know, this made me love Beyonce more, by the way. Yes. It did. Me too. Like, even if you weren't like, I don't know, what are, what are, what are her bees? Her beehive, beehive. Part of the beehive. Yeah. I mean, the fact that the queen has said this is just so awesome. I it's thought it so made relatable. it relatable yeah. to so many women, which was really nice because you have exactly someone that it feels like it, she's untouchable and yeah. she kind of gets that vulnerable. I thought that was really nice too. And I think as kind of like an ending note, or at least like what I feel like after this conversation, the way I feel is just that if you can be, try to be as like in tune with yourself and what's making you happy and just be okay with that regardless like I don't want to feel guilty that I didn't fall into like mommy land Mm -hmm. so much to the point that like I was fine just giving up my like I don't want that to that's who I am so that shouldn't make me feel guilty and if you said you weren't going to do that and you find such joy in it that you decide to do it you shouldn't feel guilty about that like whatever it is whatever kind of identity you have as a mom you should just it should be like a guilt-free experience that is that's yours and, and there's if someone like Beyonce can you, help that you should great. be listening to inside of your heart and soul because I've had friends that have held on to this resentment because they didn't listen to that voice that you're talking about yeah. really. Yeah. Yeah. You know, because they kept resisting because they were worried about what people were thinking if they cho- if they changed their mind, if they decided to go back to work. And then they do have like kind of a midlife crisis when their kids are teens or yeah, I don't, I've yeah. seen it twice happen to good friends and the mom is like I'm done, I'm done, I'm done and then it's like polar opposite mm-hmm. and I don't know, it can yeah. create a broken family, yeah. a listen broken to, self. Listen to listen, listen to, yourself. to yourself. Yeah, don't lose yourself. Yes. And that actually is a perfect transition into the next thing because we read this article um, recently Anne Hathaway came out talking about how she decided to quit drinking. Um, I thought this was so... Um, she listened to her... She listened amazing. to this little voice in the back yeah. of her mind that said, you are not being kind of the mom that you want to be I, in this experience because of I the loved way, it. Yeah. I thought it. I, and I thought it spoke to our new generation of parents mm-hmm. where you know you see this new crop of parents who are still trying to and and, and I am a hundred percent this parent you want to still remain that same fun loving yes. person that can go out with either your couple friends or single friends who don't have kids and the responsibilities that we may have at 5 6 a.m. in the morning right um and so we're doing this balancing act right where it's like I mean I do I do one day trips to like Mexico and this because it's yeah. like I want to be there with the kids Amazing. I mean I want to be there with my friends partying and show them that I can be there as a friend, but then come home Sunday morning and be able to do soccer and this and that. Totally. And the promise that you have to make to yourself as well as your partner is we are going to be 100% present. Like that's something me and my husband constantly talk about, which is we are not, we have made a vow to ourselves. Like no matter what we do, whatever it is that we do, either one of us sits out or if we're doing it together, they're with the parents so they can actually be stimulated and, and given and be des- the attention they deserve. Actually, yeah. Right. Well, I love what she says. She says, you know, my issue with alcohol is I just love it so much. But the way I do it makes me unavailable for myself. I, I thought that was so good the way she said it because it's exactly that thing too where I feel like there's so many, so many situations that we put ourselves in that 
we don't give our kids what they deserve, the time that they deserve. And guys, a lot of the article, she's not talking about drinking when her son's there. She's talking about the aftermath, having a hangover that lasts five days, not being able to take her kid to school or drive safely afterwards because she's just still... Well, that was crazy, though. I didn't understand. She said she had a hangover for five days. That, I was a little... I was like, was that just alcohol? Yeah, sure. My last hangover lasted for five days. I'd earned it. It was a day drinking session with friends that went into an evening birthday party with one of my drinking buddies. Yeah, I mean, she could have just... I think just the hangover, the stomach ache. I think, yeah. Yeah, Not feel right. Right. Well, I, I will tell you. So we went to... We went on a trip, me and my husband, adults only. And it was a two day trip. He ended up getting a concussion while we were on the trip in Mexico. How? How? Drunk football, you know. So it was one does. As one does. Um, And he was like, he came home, and it's a serious, obviously, injury, and said, I'm not drinking for the next year. I have to take this time to recuperate. My brain is my strongest muscle. It's like, you know, my moneymaker. I'm doing this. And it was a very interesting year it was almost like he was pregnant for the yeah, year totally but wow I saw him change I saw him almost progress into a different human which in a good it was a good thing he just basically really realized like why do I do this to myself why do I need to go excessively hard with alcohol and to have a good time yeah, and I don't then know the next day I'm just not get there to that point where they have a nice little buzz so I'm just gonna speak up because I've been drunk maybe a handful of times if that my friends can attest I am so controlling that when I like experienced alcohol for the first time in college and I got a tiny buzz, I was so nervous. I called my dad. You're so and cute. Was like, Come get me. Oh my god. I was so people were doing yeah, drinking <coughs> on the balcony. It was so loud. I was just so freaked out that something bad was gonna happen. Now I lived a very um, sheltered, which I loved, upbringing Christian home. So everything that I thought might happen. By the way, my parents don't drink. I've never seen them drink, even when I graduated wow. with honors. Or, you know, at our wedding, they didn't even have alcohol. Um, but I, I don't know. I just never knew much about alcohol. So Did I you always... drink at your wedding? Yes. Okay. Yeah, barely. Got it. I love red wine. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, I barely did because I was too busy, like, on the dance floor sweating <laughs> it up. Um, but I thought everything in life was, like, um, everything I saw in movies. So if I drank, yeah. I'm going to be, like, by myself walking and someone's going to sexually assault me. Those or I'm going to be in college, yeah, and someone's yeah. going to, like, put something in my drink. Right, right. But I, I hate the feeling I, of not, uh, like, I've never, I mean, like I said, like, I feel like just having a nice little buzz for me is great. I was the polar opposite of you, actually, because oh. I grew up, I grew up sheltered, but not, like, that sheltered. We had mm-hmm. alcohol and things like that. Um, however, I was very protected. I started dating my husband when I was 18. I had yeah. an older brother. I had friends that were pretty much family to me. So I almost, and I don't like this at all, and I don't want, like to admit it, but I almost operated with the guys that it's okay, even if I get ridiculously wasted, someone's going to be there to take care of me. And that yeah. is horrible. I hate that I even, yeah. because one, that puts an un, un, unrealistic and not fair pressure on the people around you. But also, hello, like wake up, girlfriend, because yeah. that's not like real life. Things yeah. can happen. And so I think this article really resonated with me just because I was like, you're right. They're not only are you not present for your kids, but think about while you're raising your kids, how how they you would want also them the to treat alcohol side of it, and like, relationship. Oh my god, I can alcohol. barely handle. I rarely get headaches. Sometimes if I get a headache, I look around at all my friends. I'm like, I don't know how you guys do this like every weekend. Well, I t- I talk about it. I think like we're sophisticated alcoholics in a way. It's mm-hmm. like we know when to turn it off. You know, yeah. Friday to Sunday. Well, and that's what that's one of the things she says. She's like, I will never be that person who can nurse a glass of wine throughout the entire yeah. evening. Like she indulges when she does it. And so I think that that's part of it too is 
You know, like I I have a glass of wine every single night. Mm-hmm. Right when it's time to cook, I pour a glass of wine, I sit, I drink it, sometimes I pour another half, we sit and watch a show, and I don't like I don't like getting drunk, really. Mm-hmm. Like that's done. Like that was when I was yeah. I, I feel like a teenager and stuff like that. Now it's just like it's ritualistic. It's like signals the end of my day and it's like relaxation and it's celebratory and I enjoy it for all of those things. And most of the time it's a, it's a glass or two of wine a night, and that's really it. The Like, a couple, maybe a month ago, I went out with some friends. We went to see, like, live music in downtown L.A., and then we hadn't seen each other in a really long time, so we walked over to a bar and sat, like, at a wine bar and just, like, had wine and caught up and talked, and, like, people were, there were tears. We were laughing. Like, it was, like, a really good catch-up Aww, session. Those were the best. And, yeah, we weren't, like, out partying. We were sitting at a wine bar drinking wine and talking all night. All of a sudden, we look at the clock. It's 3 in the morning. Oh I'm like, is this an after-hours gosh. place? Like, how are we still here? Like, what the hell happened? So I take an Uber, I go home, and I have this gnarly anxiety because Connor has a baseball game at, like, 9 in the morning, and I know that I have to get up, and if I don't get enough sleep, I get a really bad hangover. Just the anxiety of thinking I was going to get a hangover. Oh, my gosh. I couldn't sleep at all, all night. I started at, like, 7 a.m. throwing up. Started. I had such a bad hangover, I started throwing up. No sleep and too much wine, and that was it. I had to call my mom. I'm 34 years old. Called my mom. And my cousin, who was in town from Israel, the two of them came together. I'm like, can you please take Connor to baseball? I don't know what happened. Like, and <laughs> I, we just, I was oh with friends God, drinking wine. Horrible. Like, what the hell happened? She had to take him. We had a birthday party for my, ren- my friend Ryan's daughter, who's the same age as Blake. I had to text him, and I wasn't going to lie. I was like, I literally can't, I can't come. I'm too hungover. I don't even know what to say. Uh. We've got the present in the car. I got myself dressed. I sat in the front seat, and I was like... I can't drive. It's I'm going to puke. I can't drive. And it was one of those moments where you're that like, this is embarrassing. So like, bad. I wasn't like out partying, but it doesn't matter. I drink too much wine. Yeah. I just sat and had good conversation and didn't pay attention. I drank too much wine. And now I can't be present for my kids. They missed out on a birthday party. You're so no lucky. No one was at baseball. I know, but you're so lucky that you do have family close. Yeah, but still. Because like, I think about on, like girl. the single But that's so embarrassing. Because then my mom gets on this track of like, oh my God, you have you know, you have a problem. And I'm like, I don't, mom, I promise. But that's why I say the whole sophisticated alcoholic thing. But I will say um, on a, you know, to not to get too serious on this, but I do have a few uh, closer people that I know that have actually been really affected by mm-hmm. alcohol. And it's, you know, they've actually passed away from it. And it's just mm-hmm. one of those things that you just, it opens your eyes in a whole new yeah way especially now having kids thankfully they did not have children but it's just uh it just makes you it make it puts things into perspective like no other yeah. like god i gotta you know really think about <clears throat> how far you can push yourself and take Absolutely. these things like this it was just crazy because this article really resonated with me because when i think of anne hathaway she's just so oh my god like her beauty is so classic put together poised and then when she admitted all of these things, again, I love when you're like, oh, stars, they're just like us. Yes. Because I know. Is it, what does it say about us that makes us like her yeah, more? That, like, her I know. Admission, I'm like, oh, I, I think that's, I think like, that's great. so great you're not perfect. And I love that you're also putting your kids first. Yeah. Because that's another thing. You're like, how do these moms do it? They work. They excel as parents. And then she's admitting. No, you like, punish yourself. You My everything. husband tells me this all the time. He's like, you know, we're just punishing ourselves because we're trying to keep up. Mm-hmm. And and compare ourselves to people we don't even know, right? Or no. or even just like we're trying to have a social calendar that is insanely active, and then we're also trying to push ourselves as great parents and mm-hmm. be super present and, and have our, our kids in everything and, and in our careers. Yeah. And then what that does is 
you work that much harder, right, to maintain all of these different aspects of your life. And at the end of the day, the person that suffers the most is you. Because this you're is why exhausted. I'm the queen of no. My friends know it. I say it to their face. I will get invited to a happy hour, like, days before. But then I'll look at my schedule. I'm like, you know what? I'm going to be so tired because I'm shooting that day. Like, no. I'm, I'm not going to no. rally no. And my family time is so important. And I'll just tell them that. I'll be like, how do you know you're going to be tired? No, I know my limits on my body. And, like, yeah. I'm going to be gone all day away from Millie and Mr. A. I say no all the time. I say no to things that don't fulfill me. I say no to things I don't That's get good. It's the yeah. power things back no. from. And I totally categorize relationships and how they fulfill me. Like some of my mommy friends, we are like, walk and talk and mommy friends we do our stroller walks and like that's it so my mommy friends we meet for wine and like we want to go on trips together with our husbands but you have got to prioritize like what actually fulfills you and I love saying no so. I think that's great it's a great message sorry I like great it. takeaway great takeaway <laughs> great takeaway perfect button yeah uh all right let's move on to the next topic so um Jenny Mullen who is married to Jason Biggs they have a um son who's five years old and this story came out, she shared this story, which I'm actually really shocked about, that she dropped her son on his head and fractured his I skull. I know, and he's five. And he's five, yeah. So the logistics of like, how was she holding him? How far did he fall to have fractured his skull? Like the whole thing's a little bit scary. Um, but she was really honest about it. And she was saying, you know, it's been really traumatic and really scary. And, you know, my heart goes out to parents who have ever or will ever find mm-hmm. themselves in this kind of position because I'm sure that the guilt that she felt because it wasn't like he was outside playing and fell, she dropped him. You know, um, and it just got us, the three of us talking earlier about like those close close calls, those moments that, I mean, you just think it's a miracle that they are still alive because there's so many close calls. And I feel like now's an opportunity. If you have a close call, we should share it because it's like, let's not make anyone else feel bad because we all have them. And then I feel like in some small way we feel responsible. Like, okay, well I wasn't paying attention. And and so then we don't share it because we're like, I look like a bad mom. Mm -hmm. So I'll go first. Well, the the scariest part too is by the way, is when your kids do get hurt and you have to take them to hospital, you You know, like CPA, well, uh, immediately, um, child protective CPS is called mm-hmm. because they just need to make sure, and that that just puts an added pressure yes. of anxiety of like, oh, did I do something wrong? So, yeah. Okay, you start early. Okay. So there's been a lot of bumps and bruises, but that you know, and cuts and slight. Connor sliced, sliced his tongue open, but those were not. My oh fault. my god, those things were not my fault. Okay, he's crazy. Um, this <laughs> one though, I Connor was only probably how old are the babies when they start to learn how to like roll over and scoot? Not really crawling. Like six four, months. Yeah, four, six four months. Four months. Yeah. Okay. So Connor was four to six months, and I had I put like a little blanket down on the floor in the living room, and he was laying, and he wasn't really rolling over yet, um, much at all. And if he could roll over, he just kind of like laid there. He couldn't really like <laughs> move or scoot. So I put him on his uh, back, and I went into the kitchen, and I was I don't know what I was doing, getting milk, getting food, whatever. I come back, and he's nowhere to be seen. What? Nowhere to be seen. I come in. I'm looking in the living room floor. I cannot see him at all. I've got the door open to the balcony. I'm like, oh, oh my, my God. God. He fell. I run outside. I can't find him anywhere. I come back. He has rolled, continuously rolled, smart little bugger, <laughs> under the coffee table. This is not the scary part. But under the coffee table, I don't know why these were there. I must have totally forgot. We had, you know, those big, like, um, hanging, like, uh, lights the like uh banquet like outdoor cafe lights the big round Uh ball like you know like christmas lights but the big ones they were under a strand of them and he (gasps) was chewing on the glass bulb and i pulled him out i ripped the thing away it didn't break and in my mind i'm thinking you let for i don't know why we do this we let ourselves play out the scenario yeah so in my mind i'm like he chews it he starts chewing. He slices his entire mouth open. He tries oh to swallow. My he cuts gosh. down his entire neck. Like, I could not 
for days, I was forcing myself to live the moment of what if. Mm -hmm. And it was like one of those things where I'm like, I shouldn't, he wasn't old enough yet. I shouldn't have left him in a place. Like I didn't think he was at that phase yet, but I shouldn't have done it. And I felt so guilty. I don't think I ever told Mike. I was so embarrassed. Oh my gosh. Cause I was like, I look like scary. an awful mom. Like no, I came back, he has yeah. freaking glass bulbs in his mouth that he's like, mm, like chewing on. He also could have like got oh, tangled in oh the my lights. God, he could have done or yeah, rolling to the balcony. But this no, is, this is unfortunately one of those things <laughs> where we're so lucky most of the time that they are close calls and they're yes. not. But then you know, you then you hear the horror stories of these things that do happen and they obviously make a second drowning seconds. Right. Oh my god. I'm oh my gosh. The drowning stuff. The second yes. and the second. There was that yeah. whole. Um, was it an NFL player or who was it? Remember, um, it was the one year anniversary oh, of his the um, Olympian. I, was it the Olympian? Yes. Their Their daughter that was 18 months and they were at a friend's house and she oh. drowned and it's like this whole thing which it was really interesting. There's this whole. Here's what's crazy about that story too, and I don't know why we're blanking. Oh, Bodie Miller. <laughs> yeah. But um, yeah, they were at their friend's house. They were all hanging out. No one was swimming. That's what always she just me fell out. in. Yeah, she opened that. There was a crack in the sliding door. The mom's pregnant at the time, and yeah, the baby had gone out there. And you know, everyone's wearing clothes. That's it's just like no one is by the pool, but the door was unlocked, and they're at someone's house who doesn't have a fence. And oh, it makes my stomach. No, no I know, I but, can't. But that also brought up a point about mm-hmm. the whole swimming thing, where it's that um, she was like, the awareness is not there enough about swimming because the swimming accidents, like drowning, is mm-hmm. the second most cause. Yeah. Um, of fatalities, infant, yeah, fatalities yeah. for infants. So that that was um, that's scary. My my, I've had. I mean, I, as I'm sure we all have had many close calls. I actually did slam my daughter's hand in the mm. car door, Ugh. which is the worst. That is my biggest nightmare. Oh my god! Is like I'm gonna slam yeah. the kids' hands in the door, and yeah. I just my I, dad I did, did that it. to me. I I had it done to me. <laughs> I did that to my and can I tell you when it happened to me? I remember, I vividly still till this day remember yes. how my hand felt. Yeah. And I did it to Mila, and I remember she looked at me the way she looked oh at me. Oh my was God. Like, Why would you do that? And I was oh. like, oh, my. I started crying. And then I was like, don't cry, because when you cry, you she's freak like, her out. That yeah. freaked me out. But that was one that I feel like, at one time or another, it's a rite of passage for parents. Like, it oh. just happens because it's happened to all of us. But I remember my son was literally about eight months old. So uh-huh. he had just started with solids. And he was sitting up, he was doing all that. And I don't know why I thought it would be, you know, when um, they could start eating, they're eating the pouches and stuff, but Uh I started giving smashed fruit. Mm -hmm. So real smashed fruit. And I don't know why I thought it was okay to give him a strawberry. I gave him a full strawberry to suck on. Mm. He Luckily, I was at a play group, like with a mommy group, not this one, but Mm -hmm. a mommy group. How dare you? He swallowed it and it it got stuck in his throat and I... Immediately, I know, like, the And he, the he steps. was choking. He was cho- okay. There are steps to take, obviously, yeah. of what to do. And I completely became that crazy person where you're like, you don't know what to do. And I just was, like, pushing him. And, and luckily, there was another mom with me who, like, bent him over, uh-huh. knew exactly what to do, and we got it out. But I was like, my heart mm-hmm. stopped. Yep. I was like, he was with me oh my God. by that my side. That is the worst the feeling. It was the worst, worst feeling in life just watching that happen and go down because you just, again... In Every second of, feels like thirty seconds. You're like, it this feels. This is why so I am so. But I literally cut with Mills. Like I get so. Yesterday we were at this awesome festival, and I love you know documenting what we're doing. <coughs> and then I I'm always scared. Like I'm gonna get she's gonna get lost or I don't know. So I'm just anytime I'm with her and you guys see me posting, I've like posted and then I've like put my phone away because I just don't trust, my, yeah. trust myself to check an email. And then before I know it, she's like run off. Um, but yeah, every mom has had this happen to her where you do something and you're like, why did that happen? But, um, my husband and I, we were with Millie in New York. I was there working 
And we were both watching Millie. She's on the bed. I don't remember how old she was. We're both right there. And then all of a sudden, Millie falls off the bed. And there's two adults within arm's reach. And it's like, how did that happen? Like, how did she scoot off? We scooped her up. I remember she, like, flung backwards. I mean, it wasn't just like she rolled off. And, you know, luckily she didn't break her neck or fracture her skull. But... It was just dumb because he thought that I kind of had a handle on her. I think I was getting dressed. We were both just like focused on each other and not putting her first and prioritizing and never happened again. So, uh, it's just things are scary. Just the happen, worst. Yeah, and they happen all the time because you're juggling a lot. There's a lot of things going on. The older they get, the more adventurous they are. And if you let yourself play through every little possible thing that could you happen, you'll go to them, crazy. You'll, you'll lock them in their There's bedroom also forever. Things so out you of have your to control. Them, that's what, yeah, like you. These things are gonna happen uh, because you have to let life happen. Yeah. You can do your best to keep them safe, but you need to let them run around. You need to let them have. And if you honestly, like at every oh. at any given moment, you could see the worst case scenario. Connor was outside playing basketball an hour ago. I could imagine him tripping, cracking his chin open on the concrete. Like, of course, I could imagine that. Well, I'm not going to let him play basketball. Right. Like, there's a there's difference between... Anything can always happen, and so you have to, like... Yeah. You've got to, like, go a little bit, but yeah. yeah. So but, but it's a lot harder. And you're walking with your kid in oh, the stroller. Yeah. Well, that... I mean, you know, there's so many scenarios we can play out right now, and I'm cringing like crazy because that's yeah, yeah. making there's me so nervous. Many. But, I mean, we're twisted. Again, I think <laughs> oh, I when, when it's... When it's in our control, that's yes. a whole other story, right? Mm-hmm. Because we're in charge of them. But obviously, as they get older and they do things that can inflict pain or they get in accidents, whatnot, that's something that obviously we get weary about. But when it's us that are yeah. doing right? Like, I didn't have to give him the strawberry. You didn't need to leave him right. for a second. You know, you can oh, come. I mean, there's so yeah. many. So anyways, I think. Okay. So don't feel guilty. You've had a close call. You're yeah, not alone. Close calls. Um, all right. Favorite products of the week. Oh my god, to go from that to this. Okay, yeah. it's so a good transition. I am going to share my favorite favorite retinol. Which, mm. ladies, if you are not using retinol, it is the one product that I absolutely say has to be in your makeup mm-hmm. arsenal. So if you're, by the way, if you're breastfeeding or pregnant, yes, you, you can't, can't use, use it. retinol. Very good so point. I have my retinol waiting for me yes, as soon waiting. as I'm done. Yeah. and we can tell, frankly, you look at it. <laughs> yeah, I don't know, Phyllis. Phyllis, you, lady. you are so retinol. It's a hundred percent like the. It's it's a magic product. And again, obviously, when you're expecting you know it's the so you can't use it but it's something that you use at night and it is amazing for helping just brighten your skin um helping with texture it brings vitality back to it it just does everything possible that you'd want your skin to do especially as we age it's perfect so my favorite right now the one thing the downside to retinol is that it can be very drying especially if you have sensitive skin it can make you peel so one of my favorites right now is by elizabeth arden and the best part is their capsules so they have these peptides in it so they're they're super easy to use especially when you travel but it's topically it's topically, oh, but they're cool. capsules, so you just undo the capsule, okay. and then you put it in your the serum in your hand, and then you put it in your face. So you don't have to worry about. So one of my other favorite ones comes in a glass bottle, so you don't have to worry about traveling with oh, a nice. glass bottle. You can just take like four or five, depending how long you're gone for. But also, it is not going to irritate your skin and make you, you know, like peel and whatnot. So I like it a lot. I like it a lot. Um, mine's actually just like a it's a it is a beauty one as well, but it's something that I've I've had this lip gloss. It's super cheap, and I've had it forever. And I like forgot about it, mm-hmm. and then refound it. Oh, I love when you that know? happens. And now I'm like, why haven't something? I been wearing this for the last two years? Wait, what is it? About it? Which one is it's it? It's super inexpensive. It's L'Oreal Color Riche. Oh, love in soft nude number one twenty. 
and it is I don't know what it is but there's some it's only like five dollars but there's something about it that are you um, wearing it right now yeah it's, it's faded. really pretty yeah. but I was saying there's something about it that when it fades it just makes your lips look like plump yeah and your you lips know, I was wondering yeah your lips look really plump do they look right really now? plump and normally yeah. I overline them in yeah. that, but I don't overline them with this lip gloss I just put the lip gloss on slightly outside of like the edge of my lip and something about this particular nude it just makes my lips look bigger and they just look like fresh I look like fresh like I don't have a lot of makeup on I'm not really, really overdone pretty. and when it fades it fades in a way that continues to look pretty whereas some like yeah, it they gets get stuck on your lip or it gets like tacky or whatever so I really recommend it um, again all of our stuff's always in the show notes but this is L'Oreal Paris color reach lip gloss you can find it at like CVS and I like soft <coughs> I think it's called either rich nude or something like rich pink but it's number 120 is the one that I really love and I cannot Beautiful. recommend it enough okay my thing is for your refrigerator pantry, it's truff hot sauce. What? So if you guys love truffle, you are going to be obsessed with what? this hot sauce. It is so yummy. <coughs> um, it looks like Frank's Red Hot. So it looks like buffalo hot sauce. But it actually has black truffle. It has agave nectar. You can also get the white truffle one. You can find it online. I put it on my eggs. I put it in my sandwiches. It is so yummy. I think their Instagram is actually at sauce because it's that good. Like they have sauce as their handle. I love it. But if you like truffle, it's one of those like that secret ingredients. That I feel like incredible. you can like mix into your mac and cheese and then people are like, oh my God, it's spicy. It has a little bit of truffle. Yum. What is that? So good. It will turn anything any truffle basic dish. Yeah, just a little more elevated. So it's truff hot sauce. Truff Wait, and you can get it anywhere or do you have to truff. buy it? Online. Online. Okay. That, and by the way, I didn't mention my actual name and I said peptides in mine. It's the Elizabeth Arden um, retinol, retinol ceramide pills. Ceramide capsules. Capsules, excuse me. Ceramide. I'm putting yeah. it up now so that we yes. can share the so link. they're in the show notes. But obviously everything is in the show notes below that we just mentioned. So there you have it. All right, guys. Google. Great episode. If you are liking the show, which we hope that you are, uh, screenshot this on your phone right now. Send it to a friend. Post it on your social media. Share it. And always feel free to share topics that you guys are seeing out in the world that you think would be a cool jumping off point. I'm sure you've realized that's sort of the format we have here is we find these stories that are going on in the real world that maybe we're all aware of and then they're jumping off points for how we relate to them as mothers, as women, as friends, as career um, career people, if that's even a thing. And I think we would love to do even like an entire episode around Q&As. So yes. if we have the following and interest, we would love to hear what you guys have questions and about. And for any specific questions for each of us, just find us on Instagram. Our handles are down below. All right, guys. We will see you next week. Bye. Bye. Peace out, Cubs